Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Welcome to today's episode of Your Daily Scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. This is professional scrum trainer, Todd Miller. Todd, no, no mercy. Eagle Fang forever. <laughs> still on the Eagle Fang. All right. I guess, right the, yeah. I guess the crane kick is still an illegal kick too, huh? Yeah. For that listener that wanted to know if you and I disagree on something, this is big time. Big time. No You're watching it all fall down. And this is <laughs> where all every... where we'll settle. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it all falls apart. Yeah. No, Cobra Kai. Great, great show. But we've got a topic today, Todd. I wish, you know, maybe maybe we'll do a Cobra Kai, your daily scrum. We'll figure out how that works. But today, I think we have a we have a, a viewer who has really an important question. I, they're all important, but this one, I think, could be causing some team issues. They want to know how to avoid playing favorites on a scrum team. And I think this is from a scrum master perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting question, right? Um, and I, I wouldn't say it just applies to the scrum team or it applies to work. It really applies to life, this whole concept. And I, well, I have some pretty, pretty steady opinions on this one. Yeah. I think this one's going to get fired up a bit. I think first and foremost, though, let's check in with, let's put the pump the brakes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's check in with the team. I, I think far too many scrum masters, especially those who they just jumped out of one of the two day classes and they're super excited. They start seeing a lot of problems where there might not actually be problems. Yeah. Right? I mean, so they start kind of making up work. Oh, this is an impediment, and that's an impediment. And suddenly it's like, hold on a minute. Let's check in with the scrum team. Let's see if there's actually a sentiment of favoritism. Right? So that's just openness. Like, just in a retro, just get it out there. Do you think, you know, I favor people in events? Do you think that I'm spending more time with some people than others? Do you, like, if you're, cons if there is doubt, there is no doubt. If you yeah. know that movie reference, throw it in the in the comments. Maybe I'll send you a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum. If you know that reference, you're my hero. All right. <laughs> First one to leave uh, the movie that 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 reference in the comments, I'll send you a book. Um, but you know, if there is doubt, there is no doubt. Yeah. Right. It's just it's it's one of those where go ahead and check in. If the team validates though that there are feelings of favoritism or or I mean, Todd, what do you think about that? Uh, I'd like to go to the next bullet, please. 
Okay. Why is this a thing? <laughs> We're grown professional adults, right? And so like you should be able to go to lunch with who you want to go to lunch with. Yeah. Right? You should be able to go grab a pint after work with someone you want to grab a pint with. Yep. And here's the thing. If this really is a thing, I would say that there is issues way deeper than what is what you're feeling or hearing on the surface. If this favoritism thing just keeps coming up and people are talking about it and you kind of hear whispers in the hallway, I would say that you're broken somewhere that's deeper than just this favoritism thing. Well, the organization for sure. There's there yeah. there might be some form of politics at play. There might be some form of, you know, well, that person gets to spend more time with that person and that means they're going to get promoted. There's, there's all this stuff. Yeah. And I think as a scrum master, part of our what, what's kind of tricky about our job is we've got to discover those organizational processes and practices at play that are happening all around us, those systems of work that impact us. And if we're contributing or causing some of that that conflict, we've really got to check that and uh, and figure it out. But I think, Todd, you're right. Yeah. There's probably something deeper here. I think so. I think so. Something other than FOMO, right? Fear of right. missing out. There's something else <laughs> happening here that I think that we should investigate and really try to find the root cause of. Yeah. It, and it just reminds it, you know, I, I'm I'm one of five, you know, kids in my in my in my family, right? I say kid, I'm 41, but I'm not a kid, but there's five sib there's five total siblings in my family. And and we would tease my mom and dad every once in a while, like, so who's your favorite? And they're like, oh honey, there is no favorite. There's definitely a favorite. <laughs> Guess who's the least favorite in my family? Well, You're like middle child right well, here. I, I'm definitely not top three. <laughs> I know that. But I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't suspect you would be. I know I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for last place with my twin brother, but, um, no, I'm kidding. I, I'm my, I had a great childhood. Our parents raised us well, very supportive family. Um, but I, I still, I think that kind of like sentiment kind of carries over into work, right? Yeah. Who's the scrum master's favorite or who's the boss's favorite. And it's like, I'm with you, man. This shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Go in, be a professional, do great work, rise above those, those organizational politics um, and yeah. really just try to, we're trying to get to done. We're trying to deliver. And these things do not contribute anything to that. Nope. In fact, now, if, if this is an issue, it's detracting from that. Yeah. And so, so we I, need this to, would actually be something that I would say scrum masters need to take an action on if this is a thing. Yeah. Let's root this out. I mean, if there is actual favoritism, if you're noticing some nepotism, if you're noticing where one developer gets all the promotions because they went to college with the book. Okay. So that's where we partner with HR. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm, I, I really think HR can be a great partner here, but if that's but if it's more gossiping, if it's more talking behind people's backs, let's root that out too. Let's expose yeah. it and end it. Yep. Um, now, if we're as a scrum master, if we have our favorites, right? So I have been in the situation where I'm trying to facilitate events. I'm trying to work through retros and there are people who are more willing to talk than others. And so I might go to them more often and that can create a perception of unfairness. It can create, create a perception of inequality. Right. And so I think from a facilitation standpoint, mm -hmm. make sure you're considering the quiet people too. Cause mm -hmm. I think this could be a root cause of kind of this perception growing and make sure you reach, you know, Hey Todd, you haven't talked to us in a while. What do you come over? What do you think about this? Can you help us out? And, Make sure you're really worried and and considering worried about and considering inclusion, because mm -hmm. um, that could be at the root of this too. 
But uh, this is and a this tricky is, one. This is always kind of reminding me too of the times when the bullets are flying a little bit, right? There's stress in the environment. You tend to just go for the person that's going to give you the immediate direct answer. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes that's not the right thing to do, right? Sometimes it's worth taking an extra 30 seconds to grabbing some people and evolving them collectively and in, in answering, just going to the person that's a little bit more extroverted because you know you're going to get an immediate direct answer. So, you, you know, I, I strongly believe that shortcuts when it comes to relationships and people always have a cost. Yeah. And the cost yeah. is typically perception, right? And, and the impact and damage is usually relational. So watch out for those shortcuts. I think that's a great tip as well. Yeah. Um, you avoid playing favorites by being conscious of the fact that you could be playing favorites, right? I mean, just be aware. But I think first and foremost, I want to go back through this because this one could get a little touchy. Check in with the team. Mm -hmm. This really shouldn't be a thing. Look deeper. Look deeper. Make sure you're including everyone. And if you do find that there are some imbalances or inequalities Dear Scrum Master, partner with HR, partner with leadership, and get those rooted out. Yeah. Yep. All Profes right. We're professionals. All right. Great question. I love that. Uh, you know, they're. I think they're trying to stump us, Todd. And I hope <laughs> that we're. I hope we're doing all right. But I'll tell you what, everybody. We love the questions. So please keep uh, sending them in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button, right, Todd? Correct. And keep talking uh, to me in chat. I've been trying to keep up with chat as as best I can. Sometimes yeah. if the answers are vague, it means of, we're turning it into a video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So we do try to make sure that every comment is responded to. You get at least some kind of answer. Most likely you're going to get a video. Uh, and so please keep the questions coming. How have you seen this play out, right? Leave us a comment in, in the chat, in the, in the comment area uh, below here, somewhere down in here, right? Let us know how it's played out. Have you seen favoritism? What was going yeah. on? What was the context? Maybe we've missed the mark and you've got a great idea that we'd love to share with the, the community as well. Mm -hmm. Check out the socials. Hit uh, agileforhumans.com. If you want to learn more about Todd and I, our book, Fixing Your Scrum and all the classes that we teach. Uh, but otherwise, have a great day. We hope you're set up and well-prepared uh, to take on the challenges that you're as a Scrum Master you're going to face. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Cheers, everybody. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.